0: Good morning, Nachum. Erev Shabbos, everybody. Whoa, I'm pausing just because there's unfortunately so much to do this erev Shabbos. This Shabbos we have the privilege of reading Parshas Devorim. We start the fifth book of the Torah. According to the Chinuch, there are two mitzvos in this parsha, which we'll go back to in a moment. And this Shabbos has the uh, designation it is called Shabbos Chazon after the beginning of the Haftorah which concludes the three weeks, the Shabbos and the Haftorah, before Tisha B'Av. I want to share with you a very interesting thought first before we get to the laws of Tisha B'Av and that is how... Rab Salvechik, Zachrona Levracha, pointed out that the two mitzvos found in Devarim are two negative, restrictive mitzvos which do not apply to individuals per se, but rather they are for the judges, that number one, we should not appoint as a judge one who is incapable of being a judge, simply doesn't know, was put there for uh, reasons of not what you know but who you know, and second of all, that the judges are not to be afraid when they judge a person who was wealthy, a person who was important in the community, to judge properly and not be afraid of the consequence of their decision. Now, it's interesting if one looks in the Parsha where these two laws are placed. After all, it begins the Parsha with Moshe explaining to the Jewish people where you are, you're about to enter the land of Israel. Immediately after that, that is in Rishon, the first Aliyah. In the second Aliyah, we have the importance of the judges and how they had the proper judicial system in the midbar. And then only after that we have the incident of the spies uh, and the rest of the parasha. Now the question is, what are these mitzvahs and laws of proper judicial system? doing right before we come into the land. And Rav Salvechik said beautifully to teach us how as a prerequisite for our holding on to the land there must be proper justice. And therefore, number one, if you look in the sitter, a very interesting observation that Rav Salvechik made is that the eighth bracha in the Shemona Esrei is Rifa'enu. A baby is circumcised on the eighth day, and therefore the Gemara in Megillah 17b teaches that the bracha for refuah comes to the babies, that they should be uh, healed on the eighth day, and therefore Rafu is number eight. After refuah comes the bracha for Parnasa. We ask Hashem for our sustenance in Israel worldwide, and then comes the bracha for kibbutz Golios, in gathering of the exiles. Why in why Parnassah comes before in gathering of the exiles? A beautiful idea, just not for now. But interestingly, right after the in gathering of the exiles which happens to be the 10th bracha, you would imagine, which basically was saying, bring them home. What should come next? Should come next, bring them to Jerusalem, etc. No. In between, the idea of kibbutz galios in bracha, number 10, comes 1, 2, 3. Three brachos related to... Justice. Whoa! Hoshiba Shovtenu Kivarishonu Bring back the Sanhedrin The idea is proper judgment And V'lmalshine Malti And Why? Because once we're saying bring the Jews home, they should realize what is the bedrock of our claim to the land of Israel that we have an honest judicial system and therefore <clears throat> Even in the Haftorah, the Navi Isshaya bemoans the fact that once upon a time, the city was a city known, Jerusalem, known for its honesty, integrity, and now, oy, 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 it is, take a look in verse 21, how she has become a harlot, Faithful city that was full of justice, in which righteousness was wont to lodge, now murderers. And therefore, again, the closing paragraph of the Haftorah is, I will return my hand upon you, and I will return your judges as in earliest times, your counselors as at first, and after that, you shall be called city of righteousness. Whoa! So I hope we get the point across that we start with this very important idea of honesty and integrity. And upon this, we have the foundation of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, let us start with a review of some of the laws of Tishabov, which is, unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say that. It's coming up this coming Wednesday night and Thursday emir Hashem, we are promised, that's a, such a strong word, and this is what the whole idea that we live, and if I have time, we'll talk about it at the end, and if not, I owe it to you, but we live with an incredible dialectic, on the one hand, it is a sad, tragic day, the first and second, based on Migdash and other tragedies have occurred throughout the years to the Jewish people on this day. But on the other hand, as we find in the first chapter of Eicha, Lamentations, which we read Wednesday night, sitting low on the ground in a d- dark environment, Korah Olay Moed, this day is going to be a holiday, and it's while it's literally nothing less than a contradiction in terms, A sad fast day and a holiday, this is the incredible ability of the Jew to synthesize the two, as I'll try to show. So already this coming Wednesday afternoon, if we have to, unfortunately, already after mid the day, approximately a little after one, it's best only to learn those Items or those a- aspects of halacha related to Tish Abav. Okay, now interesting. Tachanun is not recited during the Mincha Tefillah, erev Tishabab, this coming Wednesday, as we wouldn't say it, as we didn't as say two days ago, erev Rosh Chodesh. Amazing, because literally we can feel it coming. It's coming. It's going to be a holiday now next Wednesday evening all right aside from drinking a lot enough water and find out whatever is good for you that you should be able to have a meaningful fast there is an additional meal called the suda hamavsakes the final meal which is eaten uh, before the fast and this can technically be done anytime after mid-the-day until sunset on this coming Wednesday afternoon, the eighth day of half. Now, first the ideal way to do this is to have your supper, recite Birkas Armazon, and then go to Shu Mincha and upon returning from mincha, you eat your Suda Mavsekis. That's probably and understandably not to finish one meal, because a Mazon wash and start again. So ideally, you should have a mincha in between. If one can't, then still one would do just that. If they are benching for the first meal, you would bench and then wash again for the uh, Suda mafsekes. Now, this meal... Should three or more people, should not, talking about adult men, should not eat this meal together in order not to require a zimun. But if three or more did sit together, there should still not be a zimun. And the meal should be eaten low, sitting either on the ground, on the bottom step of a staircase, while you're still wearing shoes, because this is before sunset. And after the meal, if you're home, you can still sit on a chair until sunset, shkia During the suda mavsekis, one may not eat two different foods, which would basically be, to remind you of your seder plate, an interesting concept, namely a suda and this should not be a suda chashuva. What is eaten during the meal is usually a hard-boiled egg, and many have the custom of dipping the hard-boiled egg into some ashes. Okay, and, if not hard-boiled egg, lentils, the idea being something round as what we do, give a mourner when they come back from the cemetery as a kind of Sa'uda Sudas havra'ah. The idea is we're trying to, in our minds, capture the feeling and reliving, unfortunately, those moments of intense mourning to help us focus on the uh, upcoming fast of Tish, of Av. Okay. Tea or coffee could be drunk at the Sudam circus Raw vegetables and fruit may be eaten and cheese can be eaten at that meal. Vashtetzach, alcoholic beverages, beverages rather, should not be consumed during this meal. Okay. Usually, after the Sudom of one accepts the fast. If one wants to brush their teeth or do something else, not accept the fast yet, they should make a stipulation. Okay. The laws are actually Tishabov. So Tishabov and the laws begin with Shkia, sunset on the. 8th of Av. Now, Wednesday in the New York area, Tish Shkia is 8.17. Which means that you're not going to sit in each of Suthas Havra Sudas excuse me, Mavsekes, till 8.16. But just know that that is when it must be over. And starting with 8.17, all the laws of Tishabhav begin, which means that eating and drinking, one, washing one's body, two, marital relations, three, anointing oneself with any kind of uh, lotions, aftershave. Cosmetics, lipstick, and finally leather shoes. Understandably, this is there are two nights during the year that the mikvah is closed, and that is the night of Yom Kippur and the night of Tish B'av. Okay, one is not permitted to rinse one's mouth or use wa- uh, mouthwash on Tisha B'av. understandably, you shouldn't be smoking all year long, and make sure you're not smoking on Tisha B'av at least not until midday. I don't give you permission to fast, to sorry, to smoke, excuse me, after Chatzos as well. Now pregnant or nursing women should ideally go into Tisha B'av, I am fasting two words. Remember, no heroics. If anybody else comes down with a little headache, I'll say, come on, you can do it. Not a pregnant or nursing mother. As soon as you feel any discomfort, you should fast. I'm sorry, break your fast, but otherwise go into it. Interesting. A sick person whose doctor says that they are not to fast, they're not to fast. Listen to the doctor. Very important to know, whereas on Yom Kippur there is a halachic way of eating known as pachos mikashir, less than a koseves, less than a certain amount, and in more than a certain period of time, so we wait in between eatings, none of this applies to Tisha B'Av. The only thing I'm going to say is that if somebody has to eat, well preferably should not be having ice cream for deserved. Okay. A woman who gave birth during the past 30 days is not obligated to fast. Okay. Now, one may not wash or immerse in water any part of the body except, number one, we wake up in the morning, negovas, very important, alternating right-left, right-left, right-left to the knuckles. And then, with a little bit of moisture on your fingers, use your fingers to especially take away anything from your eyes so that you have clarity as well. You can, if your hands get dirty during the day, any which way, then by all means, you can wash your hands. If you're preparing food for children, you can wash your hands you know anything that has to be washed you know for the food for the kids and after using the bathroom we wash our hands to the knuckles and one who has to wash food can do so good now one of us eat on above. he can and they're going to have forgive me a sandwich so they would wash their hands for n'tilas no mayim achronim. One who perspires heavily can use deodorant. All other beauty aids may not be applied. Some bathing is forbidden. Leather shoes or shoes covered with leather may not be worn. Males under the age of 13 and girls under the age of 12 who understand what's going on, that today is a sad day, should also not wear leather shoes. Let me explain why halachically a child prior to Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah, from the letter of the law, they can eat. Why? Because what is chinuch, my friends? Chinuch, my friends, means I am training my child to do as a child but please God, they will someday do as an adult. But here, come on, my 12-year-old boy today, he's not going to fast next year. Next year is going to be a Yom Tov. So I don't have to train him. Now, if he wants to feel like I'm part of the community, fine. And he wants to fast part of the day, okay. But it's not like Yom Kippur, that we train them to fast on on Yom Kippur, because Mitz they will, he and she, as an adult, fast Yom Kippur the rest of their life. Sleeping this coming Wednesday night should not be done in the usual way, but in a less comfortable way. That means if you usually use two pillows, try with one. If you do with none, try, like I said, without a pillow. Now, and until Chatzos, 101 or so, on Thursday, one must sit low on the ground, watch your back, if need be, get up, walk around a few times, and or on a low stool, okay, again, like a mourner, that's what we are, we are all available, if you have to drive, you obviously sit in the car, but you should remain standing if you're taking a bus or a train. One should not learn Torah on Tisha B'Av. This is such a basic idea because it teaches us what is Torah. Torah is, as we say, until on Shabbos and Yom Tov, morning, it literally gladdens, makes us happy. And therefore, there are parts of Torah that can and should be studied on Tisha B'av, parts of the Sefer E'Ov, parts of Yirmiyahu, third chapter of the Gemara Mawekotam, fifth chapter of the Gemara Gittin, uh, Sefer, Echa, Megilas Echa, but all this should not be studied in depth. Okay. Preferably, writing should not be done on Tisha until after chatzos. okay, Eicha should be read and if possible in one's home as well on the night of Tisha B'Av to a minimal amount of illumination. Housework should not be done on Tisha B'Av. You can make the beds after mid the day. No business should really be conducted from the night until midday, and even then don't be so orangutan, so involved in the business after one o'clock when you've gotten up from the floor, which we'll talk about in a moment, even then you should still remember, today is Tisha B'av. okay, now, we don't greet one another, good morning on Tisha B'Av and on wednesday night we don't say goodnight to people after mid the day people may wish each other mazel tov and exchanging gifts is prohibited on Tisha B'Av and even and if you have to prepare a meal for after Tisha B'Av even that certainly should not be done before mid the day if there's a bris on Tisha B'Av it takes place after kinos. The of the saddak, the father and mother of the baby may change into Shabbos clothes after kinos. They still should not wear leather shoes. Shabbos clothes should be taken off after the bris. And the meal of the saudah takes place at night. Now, let's understand for a moment why it is that after midday, get off from the floor? And the answer is because in the afternoon of the 9th of Av this Besam Migdash was put ablaze and therefore, oh my goodness listen carefully the Gemara teaches us that the 69th I'm sorry, 79th Tehillim Mizmor Asaf which means a song to A song? Now, how does the uh, 79th chapter continue? Elokim, <speaking> boss, we're talking to Hashem. Bo'u <speaking> goyim The uh, nations have, ouch, come in to your mikdash and they have defiled it. So how is this a mikdash? So, I'll tell you very quickly, the Gemara teaches in Kiddushan, talking about the respect and Kibur Av, Rabbi Buru showed great respect to his father. His father asked for a cup of water, and when he brought the water to his father, his father had dozed off. He didn't wake his father, he stood there with the water waiting, and while he waited, he had insight to that 79th Psalm if it talks about lo the destruction of the Beis Migdosh, why is it a Mizmor why is it a Psalm a song? it should have been a Kino a Lamentation and Rashi gives a beautiful answer and that is because we are singing and this is the greatness and insight of the Jew that he's able to say thank you Hashem for taking out your wrath on a building, on aitzim and on avanim, on wood and on stone, and not taking it out on the Jewish people. We are still here. Am Yisrael Chai, Netzach Yisrael lo And this is part, oh, and he realized, therefore, as he was doing Kibbut that Hashem acts to us as a loving father. And even though at times a father has to punish a child, and even though throughout history Hashem had to punish us, pinch yourselves, everybody. We are part of Jewish destiny. And there will be that third Beis Amigdash. So because there will be the third Beis Amigdash, does it mean the opposite, that we don't have to mourn now? No, we are K-N-O-W. know first of all, what we are mourning for. We are mourning for the loss of a base and that special relationship that we have with Hashem at that time. We're mourning for ourselves, what we are missing. And finally, we mourn for Hashem. We mourn for Shechintah Bigalusa. We mourn for the fact that His presence is not felt neither nor as it should be. In Eretz Yisrael, the best is yet to come. Throughout the world, wherever Jews are, we don't have. And therefore, we are crying for Him. That His glory, as we find in the Gemara, brachos, at the bottom of Gimel Aleph, that every day Hashem cries out in woe to a king to unfortunately have had His um, glory. people go into exile woe to, woe to the father who is bereft of his children so this is what we are mourning on Tisha B'Av but remember after Chatsos we have this kind of uh, focus on please God what's going to be in the uh, future now just one last thing in terms of in the of Knesses the Parochas, the covering of the ark is either removed or pushed to the side before Meiriv, Wednesday night and it stays that way until after Mincha on Tisha B'av in the uh, afternoon. Okay? After Shmona Esrei of Mayriv Tis is recited after the Kaddish of the chazan, but after Eicha, until Mincha of the uh, Tisha B'av in the afternoon, Tis kabil home, which means accept our prayers. It's as if there's an iron curtain, is omitted in the Kaddish by the Chazid. Eicha is recited on Wednesday night after Mayeriv, after the Kaddish, there's no bracha before Echa and after reading Echa, the prayer of a volatil is recited beginning with the Pasuk the Atah Kadosh. When Kriyashba is recited before going to sleep on the night of Tisha B'Av. Okay, important to remember, Tisha B'Av morning, this coming next Thursday morning, we do not wear talis and tefillin at Shacharis, they are put on at Mincha. The talis katan is put on in the morning, and the appropriate bracha is recited, and we don't kiss the tzitzis during Kriyashma Shacharis. The bracha of Shosali Kosarki Sarki is recited in Shacharis. And we do say Korbanos and Mizmah Soda on Tisha B'Av morning. Now the following Phylos are deleted. We don't say Tachanun. We don't say Avinu Remember. Avinu Malkinu is said on all other fast days. Remember, this is that dialectic. We don't say Keler Chapayim, and the after the reading of the Torah. We don't say Lamnat Seach, Mizmer David. Yan Hashem Sora. Amazing. There's no Yom Zora like Tisha and we don't say it. We don't say Peter Makatores and and Vanizos Brisi is omitted. In Shmone Esrei, Berkash Kohanim, right, is omitted in Shacharis, and it is said at Mincha. Tehillim should not be recited on Tisha B'Av, even for a sick person. We read Tishab of Morning from Veschanan Kisolid Bonim and the Torah is a sofasi fame. After the Torah is returned to the Uron Thursday morning, we recite Kinos. Now listen carefully, very important. Kinos is written very often in a flowery language. Use any language of translation that will help you understand it. Use Russian, any language, English, the Art Scroll and other uh, kinos are very good to help us with. There's a wonderful um, book of kinos with the commentary of Rav Salavechik, Sakhron Lavracha which gives you background and more understanding of each of the kinos. Okay, there's a custom, if one can, to visit a Jewish cemetery uh, after kinos in the afternoon. And at Mincha Kriya shema, is not recited, Talas and Tephelon are worn, and the Shir Yom is recited. Finally, Let's understand something. Oh yes, at Mincha, we add number one, Nachim, very important, and finally we add Aninu in our Sh'mone Esrei. Okay, and if one is eating, they have to eat, and they are reciting Birkas Hamazon. You would include the prayer of Nachim before the recitation of the bracha of. Finally, let's just be aware that since the Beis Migdash continued burning uh, until midday on the 10th, certain things such as listening to music, drinking wine, and eating meat should not be done until midday, 1 o'clock, on Friday. Thursday night, because it is Ereshavis, one can do laundry, and if need be, one needs to shave for Shabbos, one can do it Thursday night. I want to just end on something positive, and that is that the, once again, it's called a moed, it's called a holiday, and this concept is that if a holiday brings us closer to Hashem. Let's just remember one thing. The 31st Kina, and it's oftentimes sung with a nigan, is the contrast of Bitsesi Mi Mitzrayim and Bitsesi Mi Yerushalayim. We contrast how happy it was when we left Egypt, how sad it was when we left Yerushalayim. But my friends, let's remember one thing and we close with this. They were both supernatural. We understand the celebration of Pesach was wow, way beyond the norm, and so too, unfortunately, the the persecution of the Jews has been way beyond the norm. And ironically, from this itself, we see that He is Hakadosh Baruch Hu, involved in both, and the fact that I know that the Pach comes from my Abba who loves me makes the Pach much more easier to accept. I accept His loving Pach, and Amir tzahashem, as the Novi Zachariya taught. In Chapter Eight, Tzom the fast of the fifth month, which is the month of Av, will be We pray for happiness and joy for the Jewish community, and Hashem, if not this year, for sure next year, and for the future. Shabbat Shalom, and a meaningful fast to all.